0: From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Now make sure you say saying my name right. It's LaTown. See, I talk about the things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? Be <laughs> careful. Now you tell me, you want those pretty lies, or you ready for the ugly truth? Let's get it. This is Robert Littell from BlackSportsOnline.com and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. I'm back from the ATL. Spent an entire week in Atlanta uh, for the Super Bowl. Had a very good time. The game sucked. I mean, that's, you know, there's no way of getting around that. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, later in the show, but the more pressing news or the more pressing things that are going on right now is the NBA trade deadline. Now, I'm not Woj. I'm not Shams. I'm not B is B.A. Turner. I'm not B.A. Turner. I'm not Ramona Shelburne. I'm not David Aldridge. Uh, I'm, not, I'm none of the Chris Haynes I like Chris Haynes a lot I'm none of those guys but I do have a few sources but I'm not the type of guy that's just gonna say stuff you know and the expression just throw shit on the wall and see what sticks because let me tell you something about reporting before I give you my my real scoops the thing about reporting is really interesting. If you're smart and you know what you're doing as far as scamming, when you, especially if you're a reporter that, you know, where you're not affiliated or attached, I and mean, actually, even if you are attached,
1: if you just leave yourself a little wiggle room, you can say a lot of stuff. And you only need one thing to be right for, you know, you
0: to try to justify... Your information, even if you don't really have any. For example, let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's say, right now, I went on Twitter and said, I have a source that tells me that there is a 95% chance that Anthony Davis is going to be traded to the Lakers. Now, I'm going to tell you what my real source said, like, in legitimacy. But let's just say I just made, that's just a made-up tweet. 95% chance that he gets traded. That's what I'm hearing sources say. Someone close to the organization or close to Anthony Davis. If he gets traded, then what I do is I jump on there and i like, hey, see, I told you my source was rock solid. If He doesn't get traded. I say, oh, well, you know, that, was that 5% that actually is what I. No harm, no foul. I could not have any sources at all. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you got to be very leery of. People that just kind of seem to just have random stuff. More more or less, they're just guessing and hoping that they're right about one thing and then they can say, I told you so. Uh, You should be able to tell who has legitimate sources within the NBA, uh, who's really getting information. Now, where they're getting the information from could vary. For example, Woj has no inside information with LeBron because for whatever reason, LeBron has issues with him. There's a, there's a history. You can Google it. But, you know, he doesn't have the inside scoop with LeBron. So he's getting all of his information from, you know, the Celtics and the Pelicans and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Chris Haynes is good with, you know, Kevin Durant and the Warriors. So, you know, if, information from that end, he gets that. He's good with KD. Um, stuff like that. So everybody has their own sources, is what I'm saying. So, you know, kind of take everything with a grain of salt. A lot of times, the way, if you want to know how news is actually broken, is when you have a really good, credible source, meaning, like, you have someone deep within the organization. So, like, not to name any names, there are a couple of people that uh, basically have a line to to Magic Johnson. and so, if, for example, if, say, the, the, the Lakers were doing a trade with Anthony Davis, you know, Magic, because he likes him, may slip him a little word really quickly, like, hey, just let you know, everything has been agreed upon, we're about to send it to the NBA, it's going down. And then that person, you know, because Magic Johnson told them, all of a sudden, they can go out there and say, sources says, you know, Anthony Davis is getting traded for blah, 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 blah. And then five minutes later, it's, you know, officially announced because, you know, they were already putting in all the information. So that's more or less how it works. Okay. So now that I've given you that uh, inside scoop on just how sources and breaking news and all that stuff works, you probably want to know, what do I know? Rob, what do you know? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to act like I know more. Than what I do, uh, there, there is a couple of nuggets that I do know about Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and stuff. So I'm just going to tell you, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but as you know, I just like to I, I just don't tell you things just to tell you these things can change. Um, you know, remember I used to tell you that LeBron was going to the Lakers. That's what I heard, a, you know, a couple of years back. That doesn't mean they couldn't have changed his mind in any of the points, but that's the way he was thinking. I'll start with Anthony Davis. <laughs> Very simple. Um, the Pelicans thought that Anthony Davis, or I should say they think that Anthony Davis, you know, broke a promise. The promise was not necessarily was he going to stay or was he going to go. He never said he was going to stay. It's just that he wouldn't do, be a distraction in season. So when he walked up to him, privately, he was like, hey, I want out. After saying that, you know, the change of agent and all of that stuff didn't matter. You know, he was going to play out the season. He was going to play hard. And were taking a little back. But that was fine. Uh, at that time, they told him that their plan was, you know, let's play out the season. See where we're at in the offseason and, you know, try to accommodate your request. And they would have accommodated his request um, because, you know, obviously he's Anthony Davis. You're not going to get dollar for dollar, but you can obviously get some good players and prospects uh, for a generational talent like Anthony Davis. But the problem right now is the fact that Rich Paul did something that rarely happens, is he went public with the
1: trade demand. And if you notice, trade demands... When it's just the player, you know,
0: is, is a little different. But when an agent goes out publicly while a players under contract, goes to Wolves, gives them the exclusive, gives them quotes that they want out while the season is ongoing. Obviously, the NBA didn't like that. That's why he got fined $50,000. And the Pelicans really didn't like that. If you really read the statement uh, that they put out after, first off, they wasn't aware They didn't get a heads up. They saw it on ESPN just like the rest of us. And so there was obviously uh, some animosity there. Now, the reason Rich Paul did this was fairly simple. You know, he was banking on that the Pelicans wouldn't want, you know, to deal with half of a season with a very disgruntled uh, Anthony Davis where everybody knows that he doesn't want to be there. Uh, there's a chance that he could obviously get hurt. He does get hurt
1: a lot. And that they would just do what Rich Paul wanted them to do, which was to trade him to the Lakers. The Pelicans, on the other hand, felt like all this was a slap to the face. And they
0: don't want an example to be set that if you pull this type of maneuvers that you can get traded to the team that you want to get traded to
1: for being what they would call not professional about how they went about it. So at this point, even though the Lakers are offering
0: a very fair deal and you can debate if the deal that the Lakers have on the table would be better than what possibly the Celtics or the Knicks could offer in the offseason. But what you can't deny is that it's a very, under the circumstances, it's a very fair trade. Uh, we've seen trades for players uh, of high caliber where you really don't think that it was fair. Uh, where you're giving up half your team, two picks, and all of that, the, team, the team that you're giving up or the players that you're giving up are young and still have the potential to break, break out. Very fair deal. But the Pelicans is not about the fairness. It's about principle or pettiness, depending on how you want to look at the situation. And they believe that the Lakers and Rich Paul and Anthony Davis all colluded to make this happen. And they're they're not necessarily just going to give in to the Lakers. Now, I will say this because this is what I was told. It's quite possible that the Pelicans know that they're going to take the Lakers deal. They've already made the decision that they're going to take the Lakers deal. But they they, they don't want to give the Lakers the satisfaction of knowing that. So that's why they're not returning their calls. That's why they ask it for like 39 picks and every player on the team not named LeBron. So that's why they are screwing with them. Not because they're not going to take the best deal. It's just because they want them to sweat a little bit. Uh, they want to embarrass them publicly, which I think they've done a pretty good job of so far. So they want to do all of this stuff to the legs before actually pulling the trigger uh, before the trading deadline, which is, is tomorrow or if you're listening to this today, uh, in a couple of hours or be over in a couple of hours. So. Could be the or. Um, or they could just wait. I mean, there's there's risk involved in waiting. And I think they're trying to balance that risk reward, because if if they believe that the same offer will be on the table by the Lakers in the offseason what's the point of doing it right now why not see what else is out there why not see what Boston has why not see what the Knicks have maybe a a team out the blue comes up but all the thing about you know Anthony Davis' father talking about Boston it's all premeditated just so you know because they're trying to get Anthony Davis on the Lakers now I don't know if that's just you know LeBron thing or he wants to be in LA I mean there's there's teams that may be better Equipped right now to compete for a championship, but that's the deal. So, this is not a player situation. Like, you know, I don't like the trade that you're offering. This is a, I don't like you. Have you ever been in one of those situations before? Like, you know, it's not whatever's being offered, you like, but you know, I don't like you, the person, or you, the organization, or you, the company. That's why I'm not doing business with you. I've been in situations like that. Like, everything looks fine. I don't particularly care for you. And that's what the Pelicans are. They don't particularly care for Rich Paul. They don't like how Anthony Davis has handled the situation. They don't like LeBron in the sense of the manipulation. They believe he's pulling the strings on this. They didn't like the, the tampering or the, the accusation of tampering. Now, how you fall on that, that's on you. Some people say, hey, man, you know, players should have the power to dictate. And, you know, LeBron and Rich Paul and, you know, these black agents, these are black men, you know, and these are old white owners, maybe they, you know, they they're not gonna they're not gonna cry a river for the Pelicans. Other people say, you know, if you you know, if Anthony Davis does this, what's gonna what's gonna stop somebody else? But I think that's a little, little far fetched. Like I mean, Jimmy Butler did it. I mean, it can be done, but it's just, you know, the majority of players are just going to, they're not top-end players, so they don't have that type of leverage. If you want to know my prediction, um, I don't know. Like I said, the last person I talked to about it said that, and, and I'll, be honest, I'll just be honest with you, it's not, for, the reason I can't really give you a strong prediction is because I'm talking to people from the Lakers side. Who are familiar with what the Lakers are dealing with. And I, you know, I don't have anybody deep within the Pelicans to know if they're bluffing or not. But I can tell you from the Lakers side, they are hoping that they're just pulling their chain and trolling them. But in the end, they're gonna, you know, take the offer because it's the best one on the table. So moving on, I do have some some news on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as well. You know, so you know, Kyrie came out last week. Said I don't know anybody's shit. Kevin Durant's liking uh, Twitter posts about if he leaves and everything. There's some, you know, obviously Porzingis uh, was
1: traded, so there's a lot of conversations about that. Here's what I know about Kevin Durant: is that he felt. And like I said, this, these these this is
0: what I've been told. He felt that those championships with the
1: Warriors were going to validate his greatness and his decision to to sign with them. And considering you
0: know he was the one that was making dagger shots, you would think that would be true. But alas. That's not true. If anything, not just fans or former players, media have said that his championships are tainted. And if they win this year with, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, people are going to say the same thing. Now, of course, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe in asterisks when it comes to championships. Uh, The point of any team is to collect the best talent and win. No one says, let me get the loser talent and see if I can win with the loser talent. You know, if you ask the other 30 teams, would you like Kevin Durant, Demarcus Cousins, and Steph Curry, and all of this stuff, they're going to say, yeah, why wouldn't you want to sign, you know,
1: the best player? Now, because of that, though, there is this lingering
0: doubt within Kevin Durant that he's never going to get the respect that he deserves unless he goes win a title somewhere else. But he just doesn't want to, want to win a title anywhere else. He wants to win a title in a place where if you win the title, you become a legend. I'm sorry, this accidentally unplugged my laptop. But it's all good, because <laughs> I'm at 100%. So where would that be? That would be New York. Okay, so win a title with the Knicks, obviously, that's a big deal.
1: So that's definitely on his radar. Definitely on his radar. As far as Kyrie, Kyrie, and I'll get back to Kevin Durant in a second. Kyrie's
0: just, uh, you know, it just depends on what mood he's in. You know, so I believe when he said he was going to re-sign with uh, Celtics, he believed that. I also believe he didn't feel like they were going to have kind of the ups and downs that they've had all year, and he wants to keep his options open, so he could pretty much do anything. I think he's a good fit with the Celtics. I do think the Celtics have, I wouldn't say chemistry issues, but I, 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 I'm not exactly sure that they they mesh well. I actually think they're better suited for the playoffs because then you can use all those individual talents and really lock in on the team. Uh, Don't know if Gordon Hayward is ever going to be the same.
1: I mean, you hope so, but it's not looking too, too hot for that. Now, does that mean that either Kevin Durant or Kyrie leaves? Not necessarily. The thing with Kevin Durant is he really likes
0: Golden State. He really likes the Warriors. He really likes Steph. He likes Clay. He likes staying in the, the Bay Area. Yes, Draymond gets on everybody's nerves, but he's like the cousin that gets on everybody's
1: nerves. <laughs> so he definitely likes it. There. He just doesn't like the perception of that he's riding coattails. Even though his numbers are basically more or less the same. I mean, they haven't changed. So with that, uh, it can go either way. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. That's what I was told by his
0: people, that it can go either way. Right now, he may, he may be leaning toward the Knicks. Um, But he can change his mind. Now, here's one of the problems with the Knicks. I've been told that they've been told that it's a done deal, that Kevin Durant's coming. Now, they haven't been told this by Kevin Durant. They've been told this by people in Kevin Durant's camp. But when you don't hear it directly, like LeBron's people who had put, you know, let the Lakers know that they were on the radar for a while. But until the person signs the contract
1: and make the announcement, then, you know, you don't know. Oh. So, until then, we have to see. Uh, so, all of that's
0: like 50-50. So, you got to hear stuff, you just don't know. And I think a lot of it depends on what happens in the playoffs. So if Boston makes the finals? I think that may change Kyrie's point of view. What if the Warriors lose in the finals? You know, you know, what if they sweep? And he's like, hey, you know, we can do this forever. A lot of things can change. Now, back to the Super Bowl before I get out of here. Like I said, very nice uh, people in Atlanta. Um, It was cold to start, but then it warmed up, very comfortable, 60 degrees, so you can walk around and everything. Very interesting mix of
1: Patriots, New Englanders, and Southern black people. (laughs) But I
0: can say this. Everybody got along. Um, I didn't see anything of any issues or anything. Everybody seemed happy. Everybody was eating good. Everybody was
1: having a good time. Uh, you know, I don't go to as many parties as I used to. Uh, but I thought it was everybody had a good time. It's a nice stadium. I will say that the security was... I mean, I think you can never get upset about, you know, extra
0: security. I'd rather extra security than, you know, get blown up. Um, but I can say that the security became a lot more uh, in your face once the guys from Barstool tried to sneak into, or they did sneak into the media night. After that, man, they were, I had like a sweater on there, like, you take off your sweater, sir? I'm like, seriously? My sweater on is a dirty, not a dirty white t-shirt, but you know, sometimes your white tees... You know, you don't wash them seven hundred times. You don't want to be happy, but looking at you in your, your dingy white teeth. But yeah, security was like super, super, super max after that. And then they, oh uh, boy, had a from Boston had a a, a ticket to the game. They tried to put on a disguise. He got in okay because how would they know? You're just letting people in. You got a legit ticket, but somebody snitched on him. Uh, somebody recognized, and that's one of the problems with being semi-famous. They carried him out. Uh, the game itself, I mean, like you say, you know, I know sometimes we got to have a lot of stuff to talk about, but sometimes it's just, it's just real simple. It's The Rams' defense shut down the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady did not have a good game at all. Um, if the
1: Rams' offense was just average, they win their game by two, three touchdowns. But nine times out of ten, and I tell people this all the time: when it comes to Super
0: Bowl and playoffs, you don't your quarterback doesn't have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Your quarterback doesn't have to play super lights out. But there's about four or five plays in Super Bowls, especially close ones, that determine you know a quarterback that's clutch and a quarterback that's not and that was basically the difference between Jared Goff and Tom Brady. Tom Brady just needed to make basically one pass one drive because you know it became very clear it was going to take one drive and whoever scored that touchdown was likely going to win the game. When it came down to it Tom Brady went four for four Gronk had a big catch, touchdown, game over. Jerry Goff had about, oh, man, at least seven opportunities to either have really huge plays or touchdowns, and he failed on every single one of those opportunities and eventually threw
1: the interception that blew the game. the Rams defense, you got to be pissed off. Ty Gurley, who I I talked to and
0: seemed perfectly fine, You got to wonder about the coaching. You know, uh, Sean McVay, you know, accountability is great. I mean, but if you're the wonder kid, you know, you got to do wonder things. That was a terribly called game for him. He didn't do golf was bad, but there are ways that you can make, you can help your bad quarterback. Uh, Sometimes, especially with young guys, you just can't. Like, if it's Tom Brady and he throws three interceptions, you still feel comfortable letting him throw. Because he's Tom Brady. With a young guy, you gotta, you know, you gotta have mouth screens, short passes, comebacks, crossing routes. You know, uh, a sustained running game. There was no
1: reason for a game that was three to three for either three nothing or three to three for almost three and a
0: half quarters for the Rams to throw thirty eight passes and only run twenty two times when they got Todd Gurley. And CJ Anderson, it just
1: it just it just it was just bad all the way around, and I don't know how golf is gonna to respond to this because after Cooper Cup got hurt, he didn't look right for a very long time, and his playoff, um, his playoff performances
0: weren't very good, so. We have to really see how he comes back for this. I don't know if he do. Some people can't, you know, they, it's Nick Anderson. They can't ever come back. So we'll see how it works for him next year. But overall, very good week at the Super Bowl. If anything else breaks, you know, I'll, I'll have it for you now that I'm uh, back in business. We do a lot of breaking news. Uh, possibly if something is if a big trade happens tomorrow, you can get another podcast. If not, though, I will see you soon. I'll mark down a couple other things that I want to talk about in the future because I tell you the ugly truth. That's what you need to know. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Instagram BSO TV, Facebook Black Sports Online. Anything else? I don't think there's anything else. Um, No, there's nothing else. I'm out.